Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. Hey, I'm Johnny, founder of The Venture Out, the best way to start your morning. Sign up today at theventureout.com, and next week, the focus of my uh, journals will be about how to live a healthier life with your digital devices. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> and I am Bo, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> hey, everybody, thanks for, uh, for listening. And uh, today is... Friday, the twenty first, the twenty first of September, twenty eighteen. This year is zooming on by, guys. Hope your goals are being attained and your restrictions are being unchained. Mm. All right, and uh, the Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show is not quite that stuffy, but here and there we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. Right, so what's going on, guys? Uh, not too much, uh, but I hear that there is a lot of stuff that is happening in the news today, and I would like to know. Yeah, well, good thing that you have that desire, my friend. <laughs> well, hold, hold, hold up now. Oh, damn! It. <laughs> hold the presses. I have breaking news. Oh, okay. there's something called Patreon.com. Oh, slash Junto Show. Tell me more. I'm interested in this. <laughs> I really hope they're not paying us for this. Um, so patreon.com you will find a a link in our show notes this is a place where you can go contribute a buck or two wherever you feel like you know contributing and it helps us produce high high quality podcasts not this one but other high quality the highest the highest (laughs) like Colorado level (laughs) podcasting yep is it okay okay we're going to get things uh, kicked off here with our first segment hot take news Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. All right, guys. I have an article I have here says that uh, almost half of phone calls will be scams by 2019. And I'm like, I feel like that number's. I must be an overachiever. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm already like does, 70%. Does anybody pick up their phone calls unless it's one of your contacts? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. During election season, I pick up in case, because we live in Florida, it's a, it's yeah. a swing state. Uh-huh. A lot of the calls are actually uh, like opinion polls or whatever and i sit down and talk to the opinion people all day oh uh, yeah yeah i love talking to them they're, they're like please sir just give me one second of time i'm like Shh, slow down let's take it easy <laughs> i'm not going anywhere let's just ride this i thing. want my <laughs> i want my um opinions to be in a large data set yeah yeah i i really do <laughs> i am the guy and they, they always are so happy to hear from me because you can just tell that they get poo-pooed on all day by everybody and i'm like hey i'm your buddy I appreciate what you're doing. So, Let's so, go. So do you get many of those phone calls? Yeah, about about. Um, so I don't pick up a whole lot of calls, but I do try to, I do, whenever I get a random call, I will pick up in hopes that it's the uh, the political people. Maybe once a month. Yeah. My phone calls are either I owe money to the IRS scams. Scam. Or your local police department is looking for some donations. Oh. Man, that police department donation thing, one, I think it's a scam. And then two, I can't... It's like, been around for years, years, years. That's is it a scam or is it a real police? Well, there is there is a real one, but there's a, there's a scam one that's been around for at least, I don't know, since I was in like high school, I heard about it. Well, here's this, the thing with that, right? Because I don't want to be like, no, and then like, all right, let's go get this. <laughs> they got my phone number. And they'd be like, hello, Lance Rogers. <laughs> we know you drive a, uh, you know, your car. So oh. would you like to donate some <laughs> yeah. money? You're like, hey there, uh, license plate, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, so here's it. Here, since we're talking about it, like, what happened to caller ID? Like, back when we it's, had landlines, you would call, uh, whoever was calling you, too good. you had a name, and uh, then spoofing is Spoofing is legal. But, like, even, yeah. even if you call me, if I don't have your number in my contacts, your name doesn't pop up anymore. What happened to that? Like, it, it, Oh, it doesn't? 
No, it's but, just like but random then, number. But then as way, it you have be iPhone sorted. though, right? Yeah. Well, it, okay. It, well, what happens? I get I get people's content. It'll guess based on like Facebook, but I'm like, yeah. we we went up in technology, but got less. No, but at the same time, we got a little bit better in privacy, maybe because, for instance, if you weren't my friend and in my contact list, you called me. I don't think you want it to show up as, oh, hey, this is. If I'm calling you, I, well, I'm, like I'm as gonna, a stranger though, as a pure stranger. If I'm calling the person, like you finna find out who I am if you pick up, right? I don't see how you get around that. My call already still works. If you get a random call from somebody, it, from, de- it, not, it depends on. It, it's not one hundred percent all the time, but yeah. But usually, it's something like. Then, then why is new phone who this a thing? Both new phone who this <laughs> new phone who this. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no. I don't know. Maybe I just don't get that many random calls anymore. You don't get the spam the scammers. I do, but I, I had the on the Android. They do the. It's been such a problem. They have the like automatic automatic block thing. Mm-hmm. So you just put that number in your block. Okay, so so spam calls made a massive leap from 3.7% of total calls in 2017 being scams. 3.7%. To what percentage this year? 30. 45. 30%. Oh, 29%. Okay, well. From 3.7. Yeah. Yeah. I do I, think the scammers are getting better, though. The mm, scam robots. Well, I tell you that. I got one, and it was like. It was it's like, almost it, impressive. It was a recording. It was like, if you owe you money, the IRS called this number. And I was like, man, this is so messed up. Because like, if I was old or scared or like an immigrant or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you just get terrifying. All right, let's see what else. <clears throat> On a uh, side tangent, by the way, at at work we have to do IT security training classes. You know, mm-hmm. Cause, and, and every so often they'll do this uh, uh, what they call a phishing attempt. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. So they'll send out this fake email trying to uh, get you to click on it and give them their password, but it's all for testing purposes to catch you. Yeah. Kind of thing, right? Because one employee he's fell for it every single time. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine a lot of people. <laughs> he falls for it. Then they force you to take the IT additional security training classes to make sure you're trained up. Then he fell for it again. <laughs> I bet mo- the, wow. I bet the main reason that people aren't like falling for it is that they don't check their emails good. <laughs> I don't think it's like because the security is so good. Yeah, but, but the problem is they go to to so far of a devs like they click it. You want my password? Okay. Oh. You want my security question? Yeah. All right. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You know, here's the thing that I don't want to give the scammers <laughs> ideas, but like, so you get these scam emails, right? Yeah. And what does it say at the bottom of the email? Like unsubscribe. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I did the unsubscribe thing. BS. Well, if I was a scammer, I would send you a scam email, and then when you clicked unsubscribe, I would send you to like a worse scammy thing. Yeah. Like you shouldn't trust me, the scammer, to, to to give you a good link. Yeah, but it probably it probably links to some sort of uh, etchy place. Oh, and there goes in two <laughs> hours of time <laughs> of my night. <laughs> if you want to know what etchy is? Go sign for Patreon. Hey, hey, hey. that's the easiest way to. That's find a out. good plug. <laughs> yeah. I thought you had something. Okay. All right. So that's, that's enough of that. Um, let's see. Next story. Uh, Coca-Cola. Oh, wait. Damn it. Hold on. Uh, what did I write? I wrote a little funny thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, weed and Coke. No, we're not talking about a party at Steven Tyler's house. Uh, Coca-Cola is eyeballing. <laughs> putting a Steven ki- Tyler? I can think of I was, Aerosmith. I was trying to think of like yeah. the, the, the druggiest celebrity, but I don't know. Steven Tyler's who I came up with. Steve well, Keith Richards is <laughs> Keith Richards is the druggiest white guy. Keith Richards. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, it's not a party at Keith Richards' house. Oh, it's not a party at Keith Richards. Uh, Coca-Cola is eyeballing the cannabis market. There's a whole big market of uh, stuff out there that's just on the cusp of coming out, where they're starting to put um, CBD, the cannabinoid oil-infused yeah. drinks that are going to start coming out. And it won't get you high, but it, uh, it's it got like pain relief uh, benefits or whatever. Wink, wink. And uh, so Coca-Cola's <laughs> in talks to start putting out a... Uh, I don't think it's going to be like Coke weed. It's going to be like a, some different brand of, of beverage by the Coca-Cola company, I believe. 
Yep. It's not going to be power rate. It's going to be <laughs> power <opposite>? nap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like couch A. <laughs> yeah, couch a. <laughs> um, yeah, so it said uh, Coca-Cola's uh, eyeballing putting out a CBD drink. Uh, was it Corona Company is coming out with a CBD drink. Uh, the Coors Brewing Company is starting a joint venture with uh, Quebec's Hydropothecary Corp to develop cannabis drinks in Canada. Uh, the maker of Guinness is making a uh, the maker of a uh, of Guinness is coming out with a a weed beverage. Let me see, blah, blah blah a bunch of other places, whatever. And I'm like, all right, I'm down for this. What do you guys think? I'm not down for that. Yeah, I oh. mean, it's fine in the market. Just leave it there. I won't be drinking any of it. Oh, man. It's not like I drink soda anyway. So yeah. Oh, well, that's two different things though. So soda's like to um you know you got a little caffeine to give you a little boost. It's supposed to mellow you out. Wait, the the this new drink is yeah. It gives you caffeine? Mm, I don't know what it is. Uh, probably not. It'll probably be a mellow. No, I don't need that in my life. Yeah, More mellow? Beer. No, man. I'm trying to go amp. Amp? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, maybe they'll do both. It'll be like uh, okay. Four loco. Oh, that'd be in the, the hospital. Four, weed, loco, weed Four loco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, uh, I'm excited about that. I, you know, um, just get, get out there. Like, the more legal, uh, good feeling stuff out there, the better, you know? Yeah. You only live once. I guess so. It, yeah. It's fine being out there. I, I, it doesn't fit my lifestyle, so. But yeah. uh, let us know how it uh, feels. I will. Lance. I mean, it's, it's stuff out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is th- stuff out there. If you go to the the liquor store around here, you can get CBD gummies and stuff like that. Is that legal? Like, will I yeah. test positive at work? Uh, I don't think they. It's uh, what is it? Uh, edit this out. <laughs> what is it called? The the. THC. Manufacturer mm-hmm. is not as quality controlled as probably it should be. Oh, okay. So, it, so I, I want to test positive at work, but if you eat like you know five baggies of it, you may. Mm. Mm. So, okay. So funny story. So like I was asking my grandma, you know, I was like, I was like, uh, I was like grandma or big mama. I was like big mama. Tell me about when uh back when they had cocaine in uh, Coca Cola, and she was like, well, baby, I just remember I drank a Coke, and then I really wanted another Coke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. And, uh, I should have did this one earlier. Okay. And the, and the biggest news that I came across this thing that should terrify all of us. There is a worldwide sperm shortage. All right. They said that um, sperm count is down. Like uh, your actual sperm count from what say your grandfather's sperm count was is cut in half. What? Yes. Yeah, it's because we're like got our cell phones next to our crotches. And yeah, I was wondering like about that. that yeah. Mi- standing next to the microwave, because <laughs> I, I microwave all my uh, my fajitas at right at crotch level. Yeah. Really what it is. is it part of global warming? It's part of the the, the plastics, and uh, they said the, the industrial revolution brought along all of these new products and like the, the yeah. BPA that you've heard about, like from water bottles and things yeah. like that. That has gotten into all of our systems, and it's like an endocrine disruptor. And so it uh, is changing our physiology yeah. in ways that kind of it lowers our sperm count. And overall, it's making us more feminine. Like they said they, they did a— Oh, stop it. <laughs> oh, behave. It said that um, apparently there's, there's a measurement of, like, the distance between your butthole and your, uh, and your urethra. Okay. And that's, and like, it's, it's shorter—wait, it's longer for women. No, it's shorter for women and longer for guys. And like that's been shortening over time. I'm glad that guy mentioned it, and not me. <laughs> Wait, so, does it mean poop is coming out faster? I don't know. I don't think it's related. <laughs> oh, okay. But it said um, they they yeah, but they did a, a long meta analysis of all these different studies, and, and they, for the data in the Western um, countries, they said that hmm. they believe it's happening worldwide. But there's not like really good yeah. data from other countries. This is this is like a serious thing. They were saying that um, yeah. the 
you know, I've said on the show before, there is a worldwide, um, like, the birth rate is going down. And part of, you know, now I'm thinking I'm integrating this new information into that, that uh, paradigm, that part of that is, one, because, you know, like, we're smarter and having less kids, but also we have less of an ability to have kids because our sperm count is cut in half from, from what our granddad's was. And like they said, our testosterone's lower, our uh, our testes are smaller. So like when your granddad uh, called you a p word for girls, he was onto something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I don't know. If that's a plug to just like live healthier, basically. It said right. you can't really get around it, and also it said yeah. um you probably just slow it down maybe for whatever that's worth. And so I said uh, BPA and phthalates are are two things that are kind of in like the chemicals. Phthalates. Phthalates. Just it's, it's in the essence of what we're having, and like they can tell in in the fetus of a child uh, that it's in there and it said that um it's also it'll mess you up but then it's the kind of of dna change that it produces in you you pass down to your child mm. so like you, you'll have i don't know like half the sperm but, yeah. uh, so like your granddad had full sperm <laughs> okay. then your dad has like uh 75 then you have a quarter and then you well maybe not like that but yeah. it, but it, it carries down from generation to generation this is like a, a serious thing that we're going to have to deal with CRISPR will solve all that stuff. <laughs> That's what they said. Yeah. It's a little genetic modification here and there. We'll be fine. Okay. So they said that um, basically you're down to, we're down to like 200 million per, sperm per million or whatever, but you you only need one. So like it's not like a super duper risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if... But well, the, the, you need more than one. You need something to eat away half the egg, right? Is that what happens? What are you talking about, Bo? I thought, you know, when uh, when mommy and daddy wrestle... Yeah. Then uh, sister and brother come out. Well, I think they all kind of gather. What are you the talking about? <laughs> I don't know what, how babies come exactly. And then the you know I think they all attack the egg right, and then one gets through. But they don't like they chew eat. through it. I don't know if they chew through. It. I, I don't think they. They chew, don't have but, teeth. And look who's yeah. talking. You just all go through the thing, and then one of you just happens to find Get the first. Yeah. The hole in the egg. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not it's like it's a beautiful process. It's not like I think you need. I would say you you only you, need one. But you need one in a syringe. You, you make it sound like Shark Week or something. <laughs> I, okay, yeah. <laughs> so they were saying that you know uh, some possibilities of this carries on at the current pace is that yeah. in, in the fairly near future, the only people who are having children are like the super wealthy who people who can afford IVF and all these things like yeah. that. But uh, but don't despair. It says in 2016, Japanese scientists created baby mice by fertilizing normal mouse eggs with sperm created via IVG, uh, in vitro something or other. The stem cells, or some type of stem cell thing, they created stem cells out. Of, they created sperm cells out of stem cells in a female mouse. Mm. All I heard was bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they said the stem cells in question were taken from female mice. So there, there was transformers, no- <laughs> beast wars. <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, they, so they they have found a way to create uh, children from solely female mice. So I don't know. I guess that's a hope for us in the future. I guess yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. And, uh, That's kind of scary. Yeah. Well, you know, I like to bring you the... You uh, your mom is? A mice. That's a, a Cartman. <laughs> <laughs> Cartman's mom was uh, his dad, too. I don't know. Yep. So look out for that, man. I don't know. Like, uh, eat healthier, stay away from the chemicals. Yeah, of course. Do something. Or, yeah. I don't know, store your sperm while you're young, because uh, it ain't getting no better. <laughs> and that's the Hot Take News. For all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. All right. And uh, we'll be right back after this... Welcome back to the Hunto Show. I'm Bo. Uh, I'm Lance. No, shoot, I'm Johnny. <laughs> and, I, and I'm the wettest that there is in terms of water. <laughs> in terms of water. Well, thanks for uh, 
joining me today. You know, uh, I like to come to you guys and ask for advice. You know, I need a lot of help in life. Uh, and one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to come up with a topic and I wanted to uh, write about or read or tell you guys about uh, types of stories. So I was trying to learn about storytelling because, you know, that's always a hard thing to do. One of the things with storytelling uh, that you can do is you can you can fuse a message together with emotion. Oh, right? so that's an emotion. Yes. So like I started... E-message. E-message. So emoji. I started looking at, you know, the, you know, storytelling pointers and all these kinds of things. And there was one person who had came up with several different points you should have in a story. And one of the points was don't be boring. <laughs> <laughs> don't be boring. That's good advice. <laughs> so I, I keep failing on that one. Keep failing. I so get I all the to, other points. That's the one. <laughs> so I wanted to know uh, what you guys do and you know, uh, what we can all do to try to not be boring. I don't, this is kind of an open-ended question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to know, uh, Lance, would you consider yourself a exciting and fun person? The best. The best. Clearly. (laughs) What do you do? In terms of goodness. (laughs) In terms of goodness to keep your life from, um, I guess, being boring. Oh, no, no. It's two different things though. My, My life is totally boring, but I can tell you a good story about it. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> and, and, and that's even more to the point. Why are you a, such a fantastic storyteller, basically? What's the, what's the mm. trick here? Uh, well, I think that the actual story is that I'm from a family full of hams. So, <laughs> so I just, you grew up being a ham. Um, yeah, you don't eat ham. <laughs> now that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad says the pig is a filthy animal, Johnny. So, um, what we do, uh, so I think the key to a good storytelling is, Mm, I'd say 90% of the stories I'm trying to tell are to, to kind of get a laugh out of somebody or whatever. Okay. So I'm trying to like, you know, lighten the mood or say something funny. I, th- I would say the vast majority of what I do is, is to self-deprecating some stupid thing that I did or that happened to me. And I think that kind of like, um, it's not, it's not one, I wouldn't do a joke or a story at somebody's expense as opposed to my own. Right. Mm-hmm. Or some r- random person that wouldn't be named. <laughs> that, that's called affi- affiliative humor, apparently. Affiliative? Well, what class are you taking? Where you learn that one? Uh, I got my sources. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I affiliative late my myself. Okay, yeah. the people in and and, uh, and I think that kind of helps a little bit too. Where it's like, okay, you know, he doesn't take himself too seriously. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, as far as the actual technique of storytelling, um, when I'm listening to presentations and things like that. People, monotone people, so boring. You can, if you can tell a pretty mundane story or mundane presentation, but if you put some inflection in your voice or if you smile while you're talking, it's a thing I learned as a telemarketer mm-hmm. <laughs> that they can tell if you're smiling. <laughs> okay. Um, that, uh, that, that helps with the, the, the intangibles of the message that you're trying to portray is, is the things like that, like enunciate and, uh, and, and smile. Okay. Pretend, fake it till you make it. If you if you think you're still telling a good story, it'll come across a little bit better. What you guys got? So so for me, I'm I'm right with you, Lance. It's all about the humor. I mean, at work, we talk a lot of technical stuff. I've been trying a lot harder these days. Not 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 harder is the wrong word too. I'm just trying to naturally let the humor flow into it, as opposed to like, hey, be serious, be professional. Like, you know what? I can still be professional, but I, I can still intertwine lots of jokes in there and just keep things light. So I think that definitely helps keep people engaged and interested in what we're talking about um another tactic i use is uh try to start with a cliffhanger try to start with some like mm-hmm. 
some start some, with the cliffhanger. Start with the cliffhanger. What, what they actually teach you to do is start with a question. That's what I've always heard. Start in the, start in the middle. I say that's the oh. thing from uh, like episode four. Yeah, was, yeah, uh, yeah. Start a long in the middle story. <laughs> yeah, but I think you really got to dial in on okay, what's the drama? What's the tension? What's the thing that's going to draw you in? Because if I just tell you, hey, I went grocery shopping and then I drove home and I made it home, I was in the garage. Hey, yeah, like it's boring. But if I start saying, hey, I was driving and then four deers ran across my car. You know, I had to hit the brakes, but the brakes weren't working. Mm-hmm. But l- let me go back and tell you what happened earlier in the day. Like, okay, so you guys might be a little more hooked now because you're like, tell me about the brakes and why the brakes didn't work. And did you hit those deer, deers, the deer or not? The deers. I think that's, I mean, I see that, that uh, in TV shows and movies a lot where it's like some crazy things happening, like the guys falling out of an airplane, like, oh, it's yeah, like yeah. F- freeze frame. Let's start from the beginning. <laughs> and that's why they do that. Break your scratch. Yep. yep. Yeah. But I think a real key point is uh, reading people. Yeah. Reading okay. the audience. Yep. You know, you, know, you know who's really good at that? Uh, I won't give him much credit, but Trump. Trump Trump will change his story up in the middle of one of his uh, his uh, rallies. It, his rallies or whatever. Yep. And if he's losing a crowd, he'll start. He'll feed him some meat and get, get him right back into it. <laughs> yeah. I'll give him that. There you go. You gotta read the audience, man. It still blows my mind. If you, you know, we've all talked to that super boring person that just keeps on talking, oh, bruh. And like, <laughs> you turn around, you're walking away backwards. You're like literally down the hallway away, and he's still talking to you. It's like, you know, take the hint. I'm done here, okay? Yawning in their face, and they're just like, yeah. oh, it, it is cold. Checking, checking your phone right in front of them and stuff. It's like, I do that. Come on, I do that when I'm interested. So, yeah. Well, so it wouldn't be a segment uh, that I talk about if i didn't give you some uh basic uh instruction i don't know if that's the the right terminology but so i looked it up and this is writing 101 i just wanted to let don't you know, be boring Got don't it. be boring <laughs> i like that's I like one that. of them <laughs> uh, that was one of the things but the the i kind of wanted to go through uh you know talking more about storytelling in itself okay uh the elements of a plot so just to kind of okay uh, bring it up uh, the elements of uh, when you're telling a story and you have uh, some uh, you know timeline of events uh, you first usually have the exposition which is what is that that's the basic situation mm-hmm. so yeah. you develop the world you develop you know all this stuff you know I, I came across a thing where it, it was a uh, I think it was Ezra Klein he was interviewing a sci-fi writer and she went on and on about how she like develops a world and I think I, did I send it to you? I think I sent it to you because it was like uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite parts of a sci-fi book is world development. She went into detail about it. If I if I haven't sent yeah. that to you, I will send it to you because she was like, for a sci-fi writer, the thing that she does is she she'll start with like something she knows about, which will kind of be like humans or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then she'll give what she said was like the X factor. So they're like they're humans, but like they live underwater, yep. and then that's the, the hook for the thing. Mm-hmm. And then she went on and on about these various things, but it was a really good like she broke down how to tell a story or how she creates stories, and she's like an award-winning. Hmm. Sci-fi artist yeah. or whatever. If thirty percent of a, of a good sci-fi book is usually world building. Yeah, and she went so, on about that. It was interesting. So uh, next Maybe part I sent of to Johnny, I said it because he because he writes stuff. Go on, sorry. Okay, well, so next part of the story would be rising action, right? This is whenever you inter- generate the. This is wherever the conflict starts. Mm-hmm, that right? rising action. Edgy.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, the the next thing is the complication, which is the compl- the conflict. Um, then it's the climax, which is the highest point of emotion, mm-hmm. and then the falling action, and then the the resolution. So I kind of wanted to ask you a question because you know I'm trying to figure out, uh, and this is kind of a silly question: What is the climax 
in uh, in a movie. And I kind of want, there's an example, uh, The Hunger Games. When is the climax in The Hunger Games? And number they, one? When they get fed. Yeah. yeah number one. <laughs> I would say when Katniss wins the, oh, spoiler alert, the uh, the tournament. That's what that would be my guess. All right. Johnny? Well, that's the resolution, right? You asked what's the climax. The climax. The, the climax would be probably like that last fight scene, wherever that was, with all the hounds attacking and things seem pretty dire. Oh, okay. no, she's not going to make it. Okay. Well, so the climax, according to this person, is uh, when Katniss and Peeta decide to eat the poisonous berries mm. and commit double suicide instead of rather yeah. sure. kill each other. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because after, after the climax occurs, you know how the, the end of the story is predictable from there. So what is the official definition of climax? Is it, it, it's kind of like, as far as, as far as I can tell, the best definition is once a climax occurs, you know what's going to happen in the rest of the story. That's, oh. that's a true statement. Yeah. You know, it's either going to be a tragedy or it's going to be yeah, a comedy how, or something like that. I can't, I can't, that's not useful to me. Like, I, I can't use that definition and then apply it. It's, I can't, it's not applicable. I will say, I saw a movie and I called the twist, like, from, like, minute four and uh, from, like, like maybe a third of the way through the movie. Not, uh, the super early on, I called it. I was like, that guy's a killer. And I was, I was yeah. dead on. Right. Tasted. I felt really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so that's, that's pretty much, uh, all I had to say about that. Okay, so, so, <laughs> so hold on, hold on. <laughs> you're not gonna let that go that quickly. Okay, Climax. okay. So let's put it into practice. We're all about. Well, that. I did. That was that was the next thing I was I was gonna try to find stories and be like, what's the climax of this thing? Yeah. yeah. So step into the captain's radio room. Oh, okay, oh. we're going joint, right joint into it. Hey, okay. <laughs> all right. Just go ahead and step into the captain's radio okay. room. Okay. Cue intro music. For the first link, the chain is forged. First. Speech censured, the first thought forbidden, the first freedom denied, chains us all irrevocable. No one should feel obligated to join this mission. I believe that I can do more. Hasn't that been the problem all along? You've never been willing to do what's necessary to attain it. First officer <laughs> Bow reporting. Science Officer Lance <laughs> on deck. All right, guys. So, uh, keeping with the topic of storytelling for a second, um, let's talk about the you know climax. What's what's been the climax of the day here for us? Oh, of like today? Yeah, today. Just today. Let's, let's put it put it into practice. Let's do the storytelling. Are, are we just using... remember the bottom line point? Don't be boring. <laughs> <laughs> are we using Bo's definition of climax? Well, I mean, what's your definition of climax? Okay, so. Uh, the internet says uh, the most intense, exciting, or important part of something, a culmination or apex. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's... Yeah, and that's when Katniss and Peeta ate the... Or was going to eat the eat the berries. It's the, it's the like the emotional, the emotional climax. Uh, yeah, probably the emotional climax, because yeah. by that definition, I would say it's the most intense, exciting, I guess important part of something, so important right. part. So, so let's go with Bozo. What's been the most emotionally climatic moment Today, um, I think when I ate the third of my fourth squares of peanut butter and jelly sandwich I had for lunch, you're like, oh no, it's <laughs> almost over. I knew it was, I knew it was all down here from there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know when I left work. Then I knew the rest of my day was going to be set. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a climax. You I, know, I caught a Mewtwo today. There's a uh, <laughs> there's an, an anime and. I, and uh, I think it's one of the best animes that I've ever seen. It's it's almost like a mini series, and it's called Bacanyo. 
Ooh, and uh, it's about um, oh, spoilers. Yeah, well, shoot, I, I I guess I shouldn't say anything about, it, but I think it's it's one of the best uh, animes, and it's one of the, the best premises, and one of the the underlying themes that you only get to see in the very first episode and the very last episode is that you know if you talk about people's lives and stories, a story never really starts and a story never really ends. Ooh, that's deep. You just kind of pick up, you know, at a point in time and then, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's I guess it's entertaining for that amount of time. Mm. And so to answer your question... Yeah, I guess all your movies or whatever, you just kind of bookend it by, you know, a little portion of somebody's life. Yeah, they don't show, like, in the rom-coms, they don't show, like, 10 years into the marriage. and Benjamin Button. Yeah. So, <laughs> so to say the climax of my day, I would say my story for my day mm. will be climactic uh, when I start getting ready for bed. Right before I start getting ready for bed. As soon as I leave here, I go home, I put stuff away. When I leave here, that'll be the climax. Oh, does that make sense? No, that doesn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> well, I feel like that's... Is I that mean, the most exciting part of the day? The most emotionally like, impactful? Five no, minutes before it's, bed? <laughs> it's like... yeah. It, well, I mean, I usually climax five minutes before I go to sleep, too. That's <laughs> 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 something different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like so if if I'm trying to be strict about my definition of climax, right? After climax happens, I know what's going to happen. You know, you know the resolution oh, of the story. Hey, go sleep. Yeah, be, 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 because the rest of the day you didn't know how it, how it would unfold. Yeah. So, but as soon as you get ready to go to bed, you know how the rest of the night's going to unfold. Yeah, but but the other thing though is in a, in you're talking about a story. I need um some kind of conflict, right? So you need either internal or external conflict. So I need to either have conflict with myself so i need to be trying to overcome some inner demon or something like that or i need an external conflict where i'm actually fighting a demon and i don't think i have the type of conflict that is story worth <laughs> i don't know yeah so i how about you johnny oh I, actually I'll, I'll just steal a story from one of uh one of my employees here so he went to a uh, like an informal interview today and he was asked this question so i'll ask his questions to this question to you two as well here okay. and see what how we will respond. So he's sitting at the table and the question that was posed to him was what is a misconception that people have about you and why is that? Hmm. Misconception people have about me. People think I um am really outgoing. <laughs> and I, I don't think I don't think I personally am. Given the choice of like hanging out or staying in a house, I would rather stay in the house. I think if you asked all my friends, they would say Lance would love to go out every night. We are in a house right now. <laughs> that's uh, that's a true statement. Then, you know, I kind of I kind of wonder about this. If people have an idea of who you are, right, um, and you don't think that that is true, is it is it they who are wrong or is it you who are wrong? Oh, that's interesting. You know what? You know what I mean? Man, that's deep. That's that deep. Like if if I think a certain way, but I project a different way. Like, could that many people be wrong? Well, no, no, it's not like that many people be wrong. But let's say every day I eat carrots, but I'm like, God, I hate carrots, you know, and I and I'm eating them, you know, I'm eating them because <laughs> I'm 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 thinking carrots are healthy or something like that. So I'm eating carrots. I'm like these these are terrible. And then you know, for my birthday they get a carrot cake, and they're like, we see you eat carrots every day. <laughs> and then you're like. <sighs> That's a really good story. I hate carrots. <laughs> it's not boring. Yeah. Well, the, and <laughs> and the funny. thing though is, I ha- I have I have shown these people that I all I do is eat carrots, 
you know, so but you don't like them now. Yeah, but I can I can hold those two thoughts at the same time. So I I personally struggle with that a lot, right? So I so there's two different types of it, right? So I think that the person who is clearly like a drug addict, like all my friends who smuggle weed or whatever, like I can smoke whenever I want to, and I'm like, but but you never will. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like okay, so you, in your mind you think you're not like you can like you can't stop whenever you want to, but you never will. It's like okay, well, could you really? Like you know, so it's like yeah. In your mind, you're you're not a drug addict, quote unquote. In my mind, I'm not a drug addict, even though I drink coffee every day, and I will get a headache if I don't. So, which which of these things is true? Like, you know, is that person really not, or are are they? Needs to say. So, in order to, in order for it to be a misconception, it has to be factually incorrect. Is mm-hmm. that a correct statement? What's, what's the facts? Facts, not facts. Facts is data. <laughs> da- da- data is data. Truth, not truth. Yeah. I- <laughs> Yeah. All right, Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> that's, a, that's Giuliani. <laughs> uh, that's, true. that's true. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to think of like if they have a misconception about you, is you know I almost feel like you know that should be that's kind of on you also, right? Uh, partly. Yeah. Partly. Yeah, I think so. I think it is partly on you for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a friend. We had a friend who who just everything in bad in the world would happen to them, and they would just be like, "Man, I have such bad luck." I'm just like, you know, I thought so for the first 12 times, too. <laughs> and then around about the 13th, horrible, but but not so random thing that happened to you. I think you just make bad choices, friend. I don't think I said that. I was just like, oh, man, yeah, the world is going out to get you, buddy. That sucks. Yeah, yeah screw those guys. I was like, man, this is my stuff. So what would be a good answer for that question? Yeah, I do want to hear your answers. Like a good answer or a real answer? What, well, I would think that you would probably know what a good answer is that, but I don't know. Or, or what did he say, and do what you think of his answer? No, no, I want to hear Johnny and your answers to what you think people think about you is wrong. Well, so, if, if so what misco- what misconceptions about you uh, do, do people have that are not true? I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what people misconceptions do people hold against? You? Yeah, I think that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think people's perception in a work setting is um, that I like the spotlight. I think the perception is, and I've gotten the feedback in anonymous type surveys about myself, is like, hey, Johnny seeks the spotlight. Johnny likes to gravitate towards um, um, attention and moments where he can kind of be in front of people to, you know, to uh, to get some whatever prestige or something like that. You know, and that is definitely far from the truth. I, I think... I realize the role I'm in and because the role that I'm in, I have to do things like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if my job part is of your job. it's part of the job. If, if my job is your supervisor, I have to give you feedback. I'm not going to like, no. What about outside of work? Outside of work. And, and Bo, this is your time to be thinking about yours. What? Seeking the spotlight? No, your uh, misconception. Oh yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't think my misconceptions. I don't say are... it. Just think about it while John's yeah. saying so, it. Okay. So, so I think people perceive me outside of work as adventurous, and Facebook uh, does. What's that? Facebook does. That's how I <laughs> self-promote myself. Yeah, yeah, but I actually think of myself as quite a boring person. I'm a very routine creature. Routine, which is you know, I'm on these dating apps and stuff now. Yeah. And they're all looking for guys who are spontaneous. Hey, I'm a spontaneous girl. I hope you can hang with me. Looking for a guy who can just you know spontaneously. Do things and like I, I look at those. I'm like, nope. Yeah, that's not me. That's I like my, to, I, I like to plan or fun a weekend in advance. That's my worst nightmare. Is like falling in love with some girl who like wants to go do stuff all the time and like do this crazy stuff. I would hate to be 
wild about some girl who's just trying to drag me to all these things I yeah. have no desire to do. Yeah. So I were like, like she's like, let's get a motorcycle, and I were like, let's skydive. And I'm just like, I love you, but you're putting my life in risk all the time. Or like, let's let's do 100 miles an hour on the freeway. And I'm just oh, like, yeah. oh man, you're so hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so dangerous. When I see a profile that now reads like, I like to stay in and just watch movies and chill, like. Yes. <laughs> and I sign me up. Yes. <laughs> and I like Taco Bell. Mm. I saw that I saw that uh Taco nope. Bell was rated the number one Mexican restaurant in the country. <laughs> That's uh I'll take news. <laughs> Bo, what about you? Uh Mis- misconception about you. Misconception about uh me outside of work. Um You know, I, I guess I really don't know my misconceptions because when people say you know, if if they give me feedback, I go, well, I guess that's, I just kind of accept it. I just kind of say, I guess that's who I am or, or what I project. So, you know, I don't try to challenge that. I just go, well, you know, that's who I am, I guess. Mm. I, I will say that uh, people, I found people to be more perceptive about me than I thought they were. Like some stuff I thought I was hiding pretty good. Like my family was like, no, no, no. Like I thought I was being real slick about some stuff. My family was like, yeah, we all, we, we all know that about you. Like, okay. <laughs> mm. and I was like, oh, damn, like. Um, when I went through a hard time in my life a couple years back, they all, my 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 siblings, they all like nailed what I was doing wrong in life, and I guess they had all knew or whatever. And I was like, oh, I thought this was like a thing, and they were like, they had called pulled my card so good, and I was like, man, I guess you guys really love me, and I thought it was interesting because I I didn't expect them to like know that, but they did. did okay, did me and Bo pick up on that? Um, oh man, we're horrible friends, Bo. <laughs> horrible friends. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, uh, not secretive, but secretive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would say there, uh, Lance. You do you do have a mysterious aura about you, and in that in in that um, space that we don't know what you do. What I do is I project on you things that I wish I would do. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And and so like I'm imagining you go home, and then you put um, on like a tuxedo, a tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. get on your your uh, Kawasaki motorcycle yeah, yeah. and then uh, you ride to Tampa and get on a yacht and then you go around the Gulf and and uh, I don't know what Smirnoff Ice shaking <laughs> yes not stay that's, yes. <laughs> oh man alright well uh, I think that's it for the captain's ray room so get the heck out of here transfer of data is complete hey welcome back to the Junto show I'm Lance and I am a Russian spy working for the stinter of, in the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> that accent broke down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you are? <laughs> Hi, I'm Johnny. I'm from Scotland. <laughs> that was pretty bad. I'm trying to guess where you were from. <laughs> I, was, Keep going. I think you were breathing in. When you and uh, let's see if I can do my accent. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, hello, I'm Bo. Uh, oh goodness! Yeah, it's a Jacksonville. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're we're going to jump right into our world famous pop culture segment. So, uh, so guys, what what's on your uh, pop culture radar this go round? Um, well, I've, I've got a whole list as always. I I do my due diligence to get ready for this show and consume as much pop culture stuff as I can. So that's why you're doing it. Thank you. We appreciate your sacrifice. That's the only reason why I'm doing it. So. <laughs> Um, I think our one of our previous episodes I mentioned one of the best movies of the year was uh, Juliet Naked. I'm proud to say there's another contender for one of the best movies I've seen this year, which is Searching. Searching. I feel oh. like I heard about... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> when y'all said y'all were going to go see that movie, I thought that was a joke. 
<laughs> movie pass, man. Yeah. But it was good, though. It was uh, fantastic. And that's the one I called from uh, from a mile away. What? I called oh, you called that I, one? I called the killer in that one. Oh, okay. okay. From, from yeah, my, no. I, I, was, I was with it the whole way through, man. I mean, I'm not a very intelligent moviegoer. I just go in to be sucked in and just show me, like, in, entertain my eyeballs. I'm not here to think and <laughs> contemplate, so just have with me what you want, you know. Yeah, right. so. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So, Searching is a fantastic movie. I liked it a lot. Um, <laughs> I, I am watching uh, something called The the First on Hulu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Starring Sean Penn, and this is uh, set in the near future about our uh, first mission to uh, Mars. Oh, I thought it was about the um, the moon landing. No, no, no. That's the first, first man. man. Well, I thought I thought it was one of those things where they made the same movie at once, and, it, and they were just like, you MFers. You know, oh, no, no. So this like is... Like the two Sherlock Holmes that was supposed to come out. So this is a drama series on Hulu, an, an original Hulu. So, again, star Sean Penn and does a fantastic job. I think uh, that guy is ripped. He got ripped for this role, oh, yeah? apparently. Yeah. They, got, they know how ripped astronauts are. Uh, yes. Uh, tell me, when they got to Mars, uh, did they have an American flag on, on Mars? <laughs> or are there, are there some GD commies? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so there's that. Uh, I've been enjoying something called James Corden's Live Tinder. <laughs> I like James Corden. <laughs> yeah, so this is interesting. So what he does is he um, – so it's live Tinder. So he's got this display prop up, and he's got like – so if it's a female um, that's swiping left or right, he will have like whatever, like 10 guys waiting in the backstage. One by one, they'll walk out. They can't say anything. And the girl will just like – you know, she's wearing this giant foam finger, and she can either swipe left, and the guy has to jump into like a ball pit yeah. and, and get out, or she can swipe right, and then he'll go sit down, and she can swipe right on up to three guys, and then she'll downslide from there and go on a date with one of them. I like you that. Know? So it's a pretty entertaining show because a couple of times it's a bachelorette for a new generation. The, the person yeah. he's picked has been like a pure surprise. So like James Corner's talking. And then the camera's going into like the backroom stage and into the area, and James Corden's like, and tonight's person will be our intern Jennifer. And Jennifer's <laughs> like, what? What? What's going on? You know. <laughs> and so she has to go out, and then she does this whole thing in front of the audience, and so, so it's entertaining. James, is that so? His thing is he like a late night talk show host with interviews and stuff? Like, I what is so. what is his actual baseline show? I only know him from like internet clips. Yeah, yeah me, me too. I, oh, all right. Well, he's so doing a good job, I guess. Yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, let's see. I saw, <laughs> uh, what did I do? Okay, so I saw that Netflix is making a live-action Avatar, The Last Airbender series. Woo-hoo. And I, the movie, I, lo- I love the cartoons for both Aang and Korra. Some of my favorite media of all time are the Avatar uh, series. The movie they made. That you love. <laughs> how dare you. <laughs> Don't you slander my taste. <laughs> that movie was so god-awful. For it just, yeah, it but, just, but I think we have a friend who likes that uh, live-action. Do we really? Dan. Dan. You must be... Our, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dan, I, our listener, loves the live-action. Man, I, I, I thought that his taste was a little bit better, but you know, now that you no. mentioned it, it does kind of sound like a thing so, that he would like. You know, when he brought up the fact that Dan likes this movie... I was like, man, our movie mojo is way off. Cinema. You know what? You can call it some movie <laughs> mojo. You can have it this time. <laughs> Movies are terrible. Anyway, but the uh, the original creators of the Avatar series are going to be on board for the live action remake, which gives me hope. But I'm thinking to myself, I think personally, I would rather just have more seasons of the cartoon than this 
restricted bastardized version of it which is going to be the the live action series it can't be as good you have all these restrictions on like the people what they can do based on cgi or like whatever but why can't we have both uh, you know so we're, we're not getting both we're getting one instead of more. Well, in this day and age we should get both just like star trek more star trek the better i don't know about that either have you seen the the live action version of bleach i saw a trailer for it today yeah, and it i was, was like this looks pretty good i just saw the trailer today too not bad Oh yeah, I was I was thinking about watching it. Uh, I was never really a big uh, Bleach so, fan. So so quick backstory yeah. on Bleach, please, Lance. Oh, so uh, Bleach is an anime, uh, non edgy, where the <laughs> they're um, basically like um mm, uh, good go, description. Go, they're like they're like kind of like ghost samurai who fight evil spirits to take them back to the the underworld, and they have and it's very sword based. So like the, your sword is like your personality. And then you have uh, different levels. Like you can exceed to the next level, and then you you get like a, a special power based on your sword. Like your sword evolves into like a, a and you release a superpower based on your sword. And, and and this movie is made in Japan, I assume. Yeah, I would assume so. Or I maybe Korea. It feels like a lot of the movies are Koreans mm. in the movies, but it's probably so, a Japanese thing. I don't know. It's, it's Asian made and subtitled, but it's on Netflix now. So oh, is it on Netflix? I just saw it on Netflix. Yeah. Not, not to watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I saw the trailer on it, so I was like, ooh. Okay, so like the vast majority of like the. Cool anime, Death Note, uh, Dragon Ball. Um, what else did they do? Uh, they did Dragon Ball? Oh, yeah, it was god-awful. But they did it with white people. They um, did uh, <laughs> Full Metal uh, Alchemist. Did you watch that? Mm-hmm. I, I watched it part of it. It was good enough, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm disappointed by them more than anything. Yeah. And I'm just like, I feel like it costs more money and it's more effort to put out a, a live-action like, version of a thing. Yeah, just and, do, give me more cartoon. And just to be clear, though, I don't think Netflix is actually producing all of this. Like, they definitely produce Death Note, which is bad. Yeah, um, but, but some of these okay. other ones are not produced by Netflix. They're they're just yeah. available on. Netflix. I would say out of the ones that I've seen, Death Note is the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the the American Death Note was better than the Japanese Death Notes too. Mm. Live action. Anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Also, uh, I saw the movie Geostorm. Uh, it took itself too seriously, and as a result, it was terrible. It just, what? You take that back. You saw Geostorm? No. But <laughs> Gerald <laughs> Butler can um, do no wrong. <laughs> Then how about everybody else in that movie sucked? <laughs> and I, <laughs> I saw one of Jarl Butler's early movies I didn't realize he was in. Um, that Dragon movie starring Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale. Dragonheart? Yeah. Rain of Fire. Rain of Fire. Uh, he's yeah. in it? Yeah. He, yeah he's Is he the dragon? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I like that movie. Yeah, a fantastic movie. Yeah, it was it was a very unique movie. Yeah. Okay, I'll add it to the Netflix then. Oh, you haven't watched it yet? I don't remember it. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, man. it was like a uh, dystopian future with dragons. Yeah, dragons. Oh, the over. future? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like, uh, I think dragons, I think Game of Thrones time. No, no, no. This is, um, Someone... dragons have taken over, ruined the world, and it's no, like. No, no, I watched yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, did, it, did, did, it did get a lot of hate, though, and I don't, in some movies I like that yeah. everybody else hates, and that's one of them. Yeah, it happens yeah. to me all the time. Yeah. Preachers of the choir. <laughs> and you should be prepared. It, star- it stars Matthew McConaughey, so clearly you're, you're going to get a shirtless scene. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. He's like, uh, he gets on top of his dragon and he's like, take fly, take fly, take fly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what, what else you guys got? <laughs> I saw uh, White Boy Rick. Oh, yeah, yeah. How's Speaking that? of Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah, but now he's in his, uh, like, he's he's definitely a good actor. Yeah, yeah McConaughey. Yeah, yeah, fantastic actor. He's been a good actor the whole time. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, uh, White Boy Rick, based on a true story, it's good. I mean, the, the only saving grace is it's based on a true story. All right. So. Okay. Yep. Uh, as far as what I've seen, mm-hmm. I actually haven't been able to watch too much. Um, the last thing I did watch was Disenchantment, and that was several weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I finished it. But the 
so I have a new book on tape. Right, I got uh, "Fear: Trump in the White House" Ooh. by Bob Woodward. So I've I'm almost done with that. What do you think? Um, as a general thing, it doesn't seem to have a lot of teeth. Oh, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I would say, um, you know, from what I have, you know, I guess gathered and listened, it does seem like he's going not as hard as he could go on on. Trump in the White House. I think that's so. I read a Bob Woodward book about Obama. Yeah, uh, get, to get ready for it. I, I read his one about Nixon. It was very, it was very informative. Yeah. Rather, um, and the one I read about Obama, it was like during the negotiation for the the debt ceiling or something like that, and it just was on and on about all these meetings. And I think what he does is, in an effort to seek out the quote unquote truth, he gets the uh, the recap of what happened in particular negotiations mm-hmm. from all the the parties involved and these are all politicians so they're all going to sw- uh what's, what's the word twist swing what do they do spin they're all going to spin it in a direction favorable to themselves and then he kind of reports it credulously as though these people aren't pushing their agendas and kind of like lying to them so it was it was very like kind to people who i thought were bad faith actors from other books i had read yeah. he kind of gave like this person was like, well, I think I'm doing a good job. And, he was like, and so the book is like, this person was doing a good job. And I was like, mm. Yeah, and, and that's kind of, you know, I, I would say as far as, I don't want to say fair, but I would say if if I was a Trump supporter and I was reading the book, I wouldn't be upset, but uh, Trump definitely comes off as a dummy in the book. Well, you can't hide that. Yeah. Uh, what about what about Jared and Ivanka? I think I read um I read the Fire and Fury book and yeah. they came off as being legit stupid. Oh yeah, they didn't come. They they came off as actually um the you know I haven't finished the book, but uh Trump and Ivanka and Jared come off as compa- more compassionate people in Bob Woodward's book. Really? Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, it's or at a, least to me, you know, it's in my queue. I tell you, just a side note. I read like two no- different novels recently in the last month or so and i have no idea what either one of them was about <laughs> uh, which, which books um i read uh, i read a book by neil gaiman called like the house at the end of the road or whatever and then i was, I was like four hours into it and i was like i don't even know the characters names in this book <laughs> i have no idea what's going on and then i read um fates and furies by lauren groff no idea what's going on there the guy's name is lance i know that much and yeah. i think he's a uh, some type of monster but an actor at the same time i don't know i can say <laughs> and then um i do gravitate when i hear a, when i find a good author i i really try to almost stick with that person because you know the you know each each writer in in, in with the audiobook you have a actual actor kind of acting it out they kind of have their own voice to the to the way they kind of do things and it is some some authors you can follow and it's super easy and the stories are engaging in some authors it's it's like trying to i don't know kind of you just don't know what's going the heck's going on yeah i looked up i looked up five hours into it and i was like uh are they are they they in germany like what's going on yeah yeah all right (laughs) what else you got uh, johnny i got uh one more thing the uh captain marvel trailer was released this week Face punch lady. I mean, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> they made that horrible uh, helmet. I've never liked their helmet. They made it look cool. Yeah, they made it look cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, I've been waiting for the trailer for a while now. I was really excited to finally um, get this. And uh, it did not disappoint. Good, uh-huh. good everything. Good teaser. I mean, I kind of can feel the 
uh, the plot points for this movie already, but who cares? I'm, I'm all for it. It's okay. going to be amazing. Yeah, I almost avoided the trailer because I typically try to avoid trailers for movies I'm guaranteed to go see, but this one I was like, I got to see it. I got to see it. Okay, so so on a point for Captain Marvel. Um, so for some reason, I always thought Captain Marvel was a guy uh, grown up. In the DC universe, it is. In the DC universe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that Captain Marvel had his powers taken away by Rogue, right? It's Ms. Marvel. It's Ms. Marvel. Sa- the same person, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's why Rogue, Rogue's power isn't flight and super strength like you like it is in the X-Men cartoon from the uh, 80s, 90s or whatever. Yeah. Her power is power absorption, and she held on to Ms. Marvel too long and got her powers of flight and super strength from Ms. Marvel. Okay. So I guess I'm trying to think of is... is Ms. and the, Captain Marvel. Is the Captain Marvel... So Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel are two different? They're the same. They're the same. Okay, so is this movie before the other movies? Yes. Yes. Okay, so this is a prequel. Did you, did you see the trailer? I saw the trailer. They, they yeah. put that, that young and sexy on Sam Jackson. Yeah, yeah. no, I saw the I saw the, yeah. the all the hair and stuff, and I was like, yeah, I was like, that's what that's what made me think it was a prequel. So, yeah. So this trailer she went to, she landed in Blockbuster. <laughs> that too. So this trailer is what the third most viewed trailer in the Marvel movies. Oh, really interesting. And uh, it actually beat up Black Panther. Ooh. Girl power. Yeah. It's the year of the woman. The year of the woman. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the other thing I'm looking forward to in the Captain Marvel movie is uh, one of the other actors in the movie is uh, Gemma Chan. Oh, hey. So she also played Astrid in the uh, Crazy Rich Asians movie. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, big fan <laughs> of hers. Yeah. So I, I've already seen her as an alien. She looks hot. More, po- more power to her, but man, yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a big Astrid guy. I'm a uh, main character guy. I see uh, we got here uh, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. Anybody watching that? I'm uh, about three or four episodes into it. It's all right. It's it's kind of boring. Is it? Uh, yeah, I mean. I, I want to just like, I just want to like start it and then play play it, but then go to sleep so that, uh, what's his name? John Krasinski gets the views because I like him and yeah, I want him to succeed. Yeah. yeah. But I want to personally invest into it. <laughs> see, I, I, I think for me, one of the problems is I'm kind of done and tired of the terrorist thing from from the Middle East. Ah, yes, yes, yes. You know, I was like, okay, yeah, I've seen this plot point like so many times now. Like, give me something a little more interesting. Yep. So, are, are they uh, humanized at all or is it just like generic uh, faceless brown villain? No, no, I think they've um, really tried to humanize all of them actually, but it's just the pacing of it is kind of slow. I, I, I hear by the, by the finale that it's worth it, but going through it is a bit of a, a slog. Mm. Mm. That's why I don't watch anything new. I'm only watching the old stuff that has already been certified uh, good by mm-hmm. by people. Well, I guess I'm watching new stuff actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, people have to come. Having to you said guys, that, <laughs> so people have to come to you guys to to yeah. feel like okay, what are the things that I should invest my time in? Yeah, the only new right. stuff I'm watching is a uh, like that's why that's why that's what I need because yeah. I have my well, time is very well, actually I expose you to something I've been consumed with for a while now. Darn that friend of ours who watches K-pop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've I've had K-pop on repeat on the background forever now, and there's this one band now that I'm obsessed with called Blackpink. 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 Uh, uh, YouTube it. Yeah, Blackpink, and just watch those videos, and you just can't stop. Blackpink. I feel like. Nah, dude, it's, just, it's too much. I'll leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't earn that explicit rating, man. Yep. Oh man. Well, let's see what else came out. Oh, Jordan Peele is hosting the reboot of The Twilight Zone. But it's on CBS All Access. Wait, what? 
So it's, it's, he's rebooting. That's the Twilight Zone. Yeah, he's really busy. I'm like, he's yeah. uh, cashing in on that Get Out thing. Say more power yeah, to you, buddy. Yeah, but he's hosting the new uh, Twilight Zone. Yeah, but Twilight Zone is such a huge thing, like to me. Okay. But I mean, like CBS All Access is. Well, Star Trek's a huge thing to a lot of people too, and they kept it there. Oh God! Look at this. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's what they're trying to do. Is to, yeah, I, they I, give I, you the NCIS for free, but you got to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think one of the new Star Trek started rolling out. I'm just going to subscribe to. It. I'm going to bite the bullet and just subscribe to another thing because there's just too many good things on um, on Star Trek stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even called Star Trek. It's called uh, CBS All Access. It's like, but it's not all access. You know, you got to pay for it. So it's like CBS limited access. But I'm not the marketing team. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing, though, is every time like CBS, ABC, or the big primetime networks, they get anything, they always water it down to where it's not, you know. Mm, I, do they? Well, so, so, I, so, the, yeah. so the one thing that, that really got me was when I used to read comic books a lot, and I read this comic, Fables, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Fables. it's very famous. When's that going to be a show? I can't wait. Well, it became a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it called, beca- it's called Once Upon a Time. It's called Once Upon a Time. That's based on Fable? That is what they bought the rights to Fables. Oh, they really did water it down. And, they, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and basically, if you were to you know watch Fables or read Fables and then watch Once Upon a Time, you, you'll like your head will do like a 180 and be like, oh, this is such a good comic book and such a good premise. And they took some parts of the premise and then they just like... I don't know. They just made it so. I don't know what it is, but it's it's live just action. not the same. So they, yeah. did, they shouldn't have made it live action. But you know who saved it? Telltale Games. I've heard. And yeah. the Wolf Among Us series, awesome. It's literally like you're in the comic playing. I just finished that uh, Batman Telltale game, by the way. Loved it. Oh, okay. And my last pop culture thing. I'm playing that PS4 Spider-Man game, and it is easily one of the best games I've ever played in my entire life. It it captures the essence of being Spider Man so well. Like they have these little scenes where you can jump on jump on the enemy's car, and then you like web them up while you're while, while you're like uh, mm-hmm. running away from the car. And it, it is some of the most best Spider Man type gameplay I've I've ever had. And I've been a big Spider Man guy. I, I think the best part of that new Spider Man game gameplay is that you can do the uh, finger point as you're walking down the street with the. Uh, <laughs> The web, the web shoot? No, no, it was just a straight up finger point. Like, hey, hey dude, hey, hey dude. <laughs> oh, really? Hey, dude. You can do that? Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. picture taken in the game. It, it's fun, like uh, in inside That's video like the games. Spider Man three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. Is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I so, just bragged about being Spider Man guy. I didn't even catch the reference. <laughs> so, do you, you got another minute or two? Yeah, uh, of course. For you, Johnny. I, I want to do um, fast reactions to upcoming movies. Oh. Okay. So you just give me on a score of one. I'm never going to see this movie, Johnny. Or 10, I'm going to rush out to the theater and see this movie. All right, yep. Okay, here we go. First movie, A Star is Born, starring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Eight. Uh, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I just gave you the scoring <laughs> criteria. You say Netflix. All right. Four. Four. It's no uh, secret. I'm a huge Lady Gaga guy. Um, I don't like Bradley did you Cooper. Like, did you like American Horror Story with her? <laughs> I don't think I watched it. You didn't <laughs> watch it? Yeah. Well, I suggest watching the first episode. Okay. Yeah, it, only watch if you're gonna watch American Horror Story, just watch the first season and yeah. skip the rest. Mm, yeah, true, there's like two more good ones in there, but you're right. All right. Next yeah. movie, Little Woman, by one. Just kidding. Is it some type of crazy? Are they zombies or something? No, no, no. It's a straight up Little Woman. Just a modern day li- Little Woman. One. A little Woman or Little Women? Woman. Okay, I don't know. I've never seen yeah, Little Woman. Okay, next one, Venom. Oh man, I'm 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 ten going to see it, but I'm like a six excited for it. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. We got the uh, first seven, seven, seven. Uh, first man, Ryan Gosling's playing Neil Armstrong. 
Um, I'm going to say five, um, but uh, yeah, just five. I bet he's wearing Nikes in that damn movie. One. <laughs> <laughs> no American flags on the moon? How do you know whose it is? One. Uh, bad times at the El Royale. Uh, eight. You guys know the premise of this movie? Wait, I think I've I think I've heard the premise, and I want to say this is a movie that I probably would really like. Yeah, if, if it's, if it's so. as good as it as it is trying to be, then yes. it'll be amazing. Yeah, it's a bunch of strangers in a hotel. Mayhem ensues. <laughs> Go! It stars Jeff Bridges, yeah. Dakota Johnson, John Hamm, Nick Offerman, Chris Hemsworth. This is like this is I the El Royale is a hotel that's on the movie that you're not talking about. It's it, there, it, there, it's it's a hotel that's on the border between these two states yes, back yes, in the seventies. Yes, yes, okay, yes, yes. yeah, I'd probably watch this movie in a heartbeat. Nice. I don't know if I'd go see it in the theaters, but I'd definitely watch it. Like, uh, over a set. Yeah, let's see. I think that is... Uh, that's it. Damn, there aren't very many black people in it. Like, when I saw that trailer, I was like... Oh, oh. all right. One more movie. Okay. Uh, Krampus Origins. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a real movie yeah. coming out. I'll probably six. be drugged to it by one of my friends. <laughs> I already got a pretty high Rotten Tomato score. The first one, yeah. I think, did too. Okay, what about <laughs> there was a uh, Downton Abbey is coming out with a movie. <laughs> the one, one. Am I the only Downton Abbey fan? Yes. Are you really a Downton Abbey? I'm fan? a Downton Abbey fan. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> wow, we learn something new about you every day, man. What? Yeah, I don't like the, Downton Abbey. This, this is the climax of the evening right now. No, okay, I will say that Downton Abbey, uh, as far as uh, action, very yeah. little. But I would say the acting is really good. Is, is this Downtown Abbey uh, etchy edition? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's All the kids are watching. Ab- Abby's some, some some big boob girl. <laughs> <laughs> like um, I don't know, man. That uh, the the British accent I can only take sparingly. In all honesty, okay, it loses me pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody, do their best British accent. Hello, governor. How are you doing? I'm not too excited about getting that there uh, mixed mixed girl in the, in the royal family. <laughs> yeah. Put another shrimp on the barbie. Is that, is that right, laddie? We had, I remember we hung out with those uh, those uh, those uh, soccer soccer pub hooligans in Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> they were they were yeah. pretty wild guys. <laughs> All right, I think that's about it. Yeah. All right, so uh, hey, another exciting, action packed. Super duper entertaining episode of the Junto Show yep. provided to you by your intrepid hosts. I think Lance, you're going to have a lot of work to do editing. This. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be 30 minutes. <laughs> so uh, if you enjoyed this show, excuse me, that's not the criteria I want to judge it on. If you listen to this show, please leave us a five star <laughs> review <laughs> on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever uh, platform you receive this uh, podcast on. Tell a friend about it. Uh, please check us out on patreon.com slash Junto Show. All right, so uh, until next time, uh, you know, uh, oh, you can check us out on social media at Junto Show Pod, et cetera, et cetera. But we're signing off now. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you guys so much. Until we hear from you again, I'm Lance. I'm Johnny.